Welcome to Loop Me In, the podcast community for parents and carers on raising children with disabilities. Join presenters Dr. Lisa Interlegi and Christine Christopoulos and their guests in sharing experiences, information and support ideas to help children with disabilities flourish. Loop Me In is brought to you weekly on platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Stitcher to name a few. You can learn more, connect to the Loop Me In community and listen to more episodes on our website, loop-me-in.com.au. Steve Dresler was one of the rising stars of the NRL with Parramatta Eels until his career came to an end before it even began. But he turned his life around and created a foundation called What Ability. And we are super excited to have him on our podcast today. Hi, Steve. How are you? Hi. Thank you for having me. Now, tell us about your time with the NRL. So I grew up to play in the NRL and I played sport my whole life, especially rugby league. And my dream was to play in the NRL and it got cut short due to several knee injuries and operations on that. But I didn't quite get to the NRL. I played with the Parramatta Eels in SG Ball 20s and reserve grade. Signed and was start due to start pre-season in six weeks with the NRL and done my knee for the third time. So unfortunately that got cut short a few weeks early but yeah I've obviously set up what ability now which is a business that looks after people living with a disability and yeah it's super simple but exciting what motivated you to set it up Steve in the NRL and coming through the juniors I played in the NYC competition which is the national youth competition and they had a rule in there that you had to work or learn to be able to play so boys would study or boys would do laboring jobs and and I become a teacher's aide at an autistic school called Giant Steps and at that time I was the first player to go there and then by the end of my time there after four years the club had about 10 boys there and they had a great relationship and a partnership with the school and it was an exclusive right sort of thing so I then some of the boys wanted to work on weekends so then I thought look why don't I start a little disability service to help them boys out for some work and it was only supposed to be small and then from there on, it just grew and grew and grew and parents were like, you know, young male athletes and young males working with people with a disability. It, sort of, it was unheard of and it was not very common. So then that's how it's just grown. It's just parents who just wanted support and now we've got about 140 support workers in Sydney. We've got non-full-timers in here and, yeah, it's growing rapidly. And I think what I love is looking at your social pages, the smiles on the guys' faces. Yeah. Like they're having the best weekends yeah. doing exactly what they should be doing, but obviously yeah. probably wouldn't be able to do that with their parents. Exactly right. And everyone plays their vital roles in these people's lives, from therapists to teachers to doctors to parents to siblings to support workers and and we're just an extension of that and we do it very well in terms of we just focus on community access. And you're right, parents are scared or parents find it hard to take their kids to them places because they've got their relationships and their routines with them that might not necessarily be the best outside of, of the home environment. So it's a little bit easier for us to come in and be that sort of touch-and-go service and be able to give these kids and people opportunities in the community. But, yeah, and with our sizes we love to showcase what these people can do because they can all jump, run, swim, play, go on jet skis, go swimming, go surfing, bushwalks, go go-karting and do all this. Yes, some of them can't read or write or talk or 
and then some of them have jobs and everything like that, but they can all do them fun things in life that we did as kids and that we can do and we do every single day, whether that's going to the football or going to an event or going go-karting and doing all them things. So that's where we like to showcase it and where some people and the old way was sort of hide it, whereas we love to just get it out there. And that's one thing that the athletes are great at. We've got a lot of professional and semi-professional athletes that work with us. And then we've got a lot of people that aren't athletes that just want to work and, and have full-time jobs. And, and it's amazing. But that's what makes us unique is some of our support workers are professional and semi-professional athletes. And that's where the athletes, especially the professional ones, are so good because we've got, for instance, Angus Bell that goes out with a young kid with autism or Matty Proud that goes out with a young girl with cerebral palsy and they can go out and they're seen and they're known by the community. They play on TV, they play for their country. So how can they help us break down them barriers and them stigmas around people with disability? And that's helping every single day is using them athletes. So. That's a fantastic idea, isn't it? I hadn't really thought about that, that you're actually addressing stigma by, you know, using these um, yeah. models for, you know, inclusion. Well, exactly. And, and for instance, Angus goes out with Jojo that's nonverbal, so he doesn't understand sport or he doesn't understand who Angus is, but he mm. loves and he's able to connect on that energy level that, athletic level where they can run and jump and swim and play and do all them things that an athlete can do but not necessarily needs to be trained in and then for instance maddie she'll go out with with bianca and she's known in the community she's on tv she's on all of these platforms and how can a girl that's neurotypical see that and go oh wow that's cool maybe maybe i can be a support worker or maybe you know it's person with a disability is actually cool and they can hang out in our group so that's how and why the athletes are so vital and important and some of them know it and some of them don't understand that that's what their job is and some of them don't you know what I mean what I'm trying to say they're not really they're connecting with it which is amazing Mm, it's such an awesome opportunity for both I mean it's an awesome opportunity for your support workers as well that are out there doing that in the community yeah and and it's super important to get out there there's this one one of my coaches once said to me it's it's about getting these people to more around more people and more places the more people and more places they can be around it expands their horizon expands their knowledge and and they're able to be more comfortable in that some days you might have to bring that back in and some days and some weeks you might be able to expand that and our goal as carers and as as a provider is to get as many best friends or as many carers that are act like best friends and are actually you know known by the family and the participants and the staff is 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 in that core group which is super super simple and i think the other thing is the exercise you're doing because that's the thing i have a son called matthew 22 and lisa has louis there isn't a lot of exercise that they do like and I see you guys go on hikes you play footy or NRL or something like it's awesome that you're doing that outdoor stuff and not just indoor stuff yeah and it's obviously tricky for people with a disability and families to have that sort of fitness influence whereas you can get fit by doing things whether that's swimming and that could be just going to the beach and swimming in the water and doing that or it could be going to the pool or it could be going for a bushwalk and and going to a waterfall and making it a cool activity where because some people go i'm not getting fit i'm not doing that that's you know that's boring i'm not but if you can try and change the narrative about what it's actually going to do um or even jumping on the trampoline at flip out 
or sky zone or bowling, like it all plays that impact into into a healthier lifestyle. We're actually close to fingers crossed landing a partnership with a a company that's going to help roll out a national fitness and a national nutrition program. People living with disability, which is going to be pretty cool. So that should be soon. Yeah, I mean, and there's a big opportunity. Hopefully, with you know corporate Australia supporting companies like yours, where we know that there's a link between physical health and mental health, and that's a great also social purpose activity for yeah. um, staff or their employees to get yeah. involved in, and it's a really good relationship there. Yeah. opportunity there for you. Yeah, there's plenty of opportunities within that. And it's about using the community, but also then businesses to try and create an inclusive Australia as well. Like it's up to everyone. It's not just up to, you know, the families to try and do it. I think that this is where we've got both entities. We've got WhatAbility, which is the business. And then we've got the WhatAbility Foundation, which unlocks experiences. And that's where a lot of companies and corporations can be inclusive because sometimes people don't know how to be inclusive or they're too scared to hurt them or upset people or, or things like that. So we're sort of giving companies an opportunity to donate money and unlock experiences. Like last night I took some participants to the Socceroos versus Japan game to qualify. We had 20, we had a box of 24 there. And for instance, a company paid for that. And that's their way of being inclusive at a distance. And that's another reason with the sporting clubs and, and athletes where they get opportunities and things in that. Like I took a kid last Friday to the Roosters game and he got to run on the field with the ball and you don't get that unless you're an athlete unless you've got connections within a sporting organisation or if you can get a ball boy on the side of the field or things like that and that's another way and another avenue that our athletes are helping us break down that stigma and break into the uh, inclusive world. And I think that's great because the other thing you do is you kind of combine people together. So they're with their friends, but they also are with the support worker that's with them. Yeah, exactly. And that's where another thing that makes us different is 99% of our companies under the age of 25. So we're really trying to, like, obviously it is a job and the support workers are there for work, but how can they create a friendship or how can they be more of a friend and a buddy instead of it being a job or being a, a boss or a teacher. And that's, again, our job's to have fun and, and give people opportunities in the community. And like I said, everyone plays their roles in these kids' lives and people's lives from doctors and OTs and speeches and everything like that. And we just play off that. And our speciality is having fun and just community access, which makes us unique. And How have you changed personally since you've started this company? I grew up on a farm, so I grew up, always thought I was going to do a trade or hopefully play football for the rest of my life, but that didn't work out. And obviously it's changed me as a person. I first started at Giant Steps at 17. I got there and did a few days and then officially when I was 18 at the end of the new year, but I was in the complex unit. So we, because us footy boys were quite bigger and stronger, they thought, all right, you can go in the, in the complex needs unit where most of them participants had behaviours or couldn't read, couldn't talk, couldn't do any of them things. So I got a very big shock to what disability was because I didn't know what a disability was. I never knew. I never had it. I've got a cousin that's got autism, but he's very high functioning. So I'd never really seen a disability. And it's opened my eyes up to what's what's out there. And I suppose that, again, we've got a company, Jetski. So these people can do whatever I can do. And if not, we give them an opportunity to do it and fail and try again and fail and try again until they get it. And you see the impact of what 
that sort of fun stuff does on these families and these kids because it ultimately is the families also that you're impacting and, and giving them opportunities because we've had families that can't go to the park with their kids but then because that we've done it with our support workers and built that routine then now they can take their kids to the park and that's what it's about is is, is creating an inclusive world for both families participants community and everything else involved and the other thing is some families probably can't afford to take their kids to the football every week or yeah. you know dream world yeah. or sea world because you are in queens queensland now yeah, we're opening in Queensland. So we've got Wattability, which is just in Sydney, but we're yeah. opening Queensland, Perth and Vic, you know, this year. But we've got the foundation, which unlocks experiences because you're right, parents with people with disability, with kids with disability is, is yes, the NDRS is incredible, but it only pays for speech, therapy, OT, doctors, supports and behaviour stuff. It doesn't pay for a ticket to Luna Park or Dreamworld or, or the movies or the football. So... How can we also help that? So that's where and why Wattability Foundation was set up. And that is national. We've unlocked experiences across the country and that's unlocking games. And, and last night we there was, I took 12 participants and then there was two families that I've never met before that had a kid there with disability. And that's what it's about is unlocking experiences and paying for experiences that some people might not be able to afford. And that's, again, where companies are being inclusive because they can give that stuff or they have that stuff on tap. So how can they play their part? And they are. How do you find your um, support workers or your friends? We don't really have a shortage of it. We've got more because of what we do, we're very different in the disability space. And, and because we're not a massive organisation, we're able to make decisions and do stuff that obviously we've got to, you know, an advisory board and things like that that help us with decisions and stuff but ultimately it's up to us and we're changing that disability space in terms of what we can do so a lot of people are coming to us and wanting jobs and the good thing is again the sporting world we've got a lot of athletes on that share our content and they're the most influential people in the world so they're able to help bring in support workers and bring in people and and things that help us able to achieve that. And I also noticed you've got some vans now going out. So what? tell us a day, like just for example, Matthew's coming tomorrow. How, do, how does the day go? We've got a few now. We've got 14 here and we've just ordered another five for Queensland. So it's becoming quite big. But a typical day out would be nine till three usually. That way it's enough to do two activities and get lunch. So usually you'd pick them up. You might go get a coffee, go get food, depending on the ability of the participant. And then you'd go to flip out for an hour and then you go get lunch and then you go to the beach and then you go home and drop them home. So that's what a typical day looks like. Generally two activities and lunch between. So whether that's going to the football and then going swimming or whether that's going golf and it's going to bowling and then whether it's whatever that is and depends on the participant and their capabilities. Also we've, We've got a lot of participants that are two-on-one and, and have a lot of challenging behaviours and, and, and quite complex, and, and that's what makes us different because we give them opportunities and chances, and, and that's generally what the cars are for, is for them. They're more complex participants that need the space between the carers and, and them, So, and they're just six hours, but then we've got participants that might do a shorter booking but to build that relationship, and then the goal is to have them out for as long as possible. Like our goal and our goal for parents is to give them a, a six-hour break, whether that's every single day, whether that's twice a week, whether that's four times a week, whatever that is. And and our goal is to give them a break and the siblings a break so they're able to go and do things that they want to do. 
Yeah, yeah, it sounds fantastic. I know. Hurry up and come to Melbourne. So what's the next plan? <laughs> what are the plans now for yourself and your company? What's next on the list? We'll just keep on doing what we're doing. I think that what makes us unique is the simplicity and the and the fun that we sort of do. But, again, going across Australia and keeping up that standard and helping families like you guys and participants out and, and helping that in every state and and doing that and then just unlocking more experiences and doing more fun things with these. Well, I think that that's our mission is to bring happiness to people living with a disability. So we just want to do that on a bigger scale and, and be able to help more people around Australia. I think we've seen that. We've interviewed quite a few entrepreneurs in the disability sector and Dan Cohen and uh, a few more. I can't know. Laura O'Reilly. Laura O'Reilly. And fantastic. And I guess they're a bit like you, Steve, in that, you know, they kind of want to keep their, or at least Dan, keep the proposition reasonably simple and deliver great quality outcomes rather than getting overly complex. What I also like about them is that, they also give opportunities to build the ecosystem for other disability companies and startups and opportunities. Did you work much to support other disability companies around you? And yeah, you so with what ability? Obviously, it's a business. But then the foundation, for instance, we had the launch at Combank Stadium where we had 140 participants on the field, scoring tries, running around, playing sports, and we put a cap on. So we in, we invite Northcott, Higher Upper Ford, Giant Steps, Mabel. Every disability service has access to that, and that's how every disability service and family has access to that. So how can we create an impact with other providers? Because it's all about creating inclusive Australia. Yes, there's no competition in what we're trying to do. There's We're all trying to help families and do that, and there's – in Australia, there's more than enough people with a disability and there's 4.4 million and there's 468,000 on the end area. So there's, there's there's a lot of people and there's not enough good providers to do all that. So it's about other people setting them up and doing more and being more and, and helping achieve that goal. Yeah, well, I think you're awesome and I love your foundation. I can't wait for you to come to Melbourne. Thank you. So, I know you're a busy guy and you You've got another appointment coming up. So thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. No, thank you very much for having me. And I'm really excited for when we get down there. We'll have to catch up. Yeah, no problem. See ya. Thank you. Thanks for being part of the Loop Me In community today and joining our conversation on raising children with disabilities. Join us for the next episode on some of your favourite platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you would like to support us, please recommend the Loop Me In podcast to your network of parents, carers and providers. If you would like us to cover a topic or invite a guest to chat, please email us at contact at loop-in.com.au or go to our website at loop-me-in.com.au. If you've got any feedback, please let us know so we can improve and cover issues you want. And of course, if anything in the podcast today has raised concerns for you, you can contact Beyond Blue on 1300 224636 or Lifeline on 131114.